AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. A camel uh, it's season 11 of the Fighting Cop podcast. Episode 1 might as well do it because I was going to call it a special, like Conte signed special. Because when we planned to do this yesterday, it was like, oh my God, we're getting Conte. He's just won the league, went to Milan. He turned Lukaku into one of the best strikers in the world. Um, he won the FA Cup and league with, with Chelsea. Why wouldn't we be going for him? This is fantastic. This shows a moment of intent from Daniel Levy that he's going to give the guy who needs all the money... All the money to get the job done, and then uh, <laughs> last night, as 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 it kind of we expect as Spurs fans, our world gets turned upside down. Conte isn't coming. We never intended to give him the money he needed. We wanted him to blood young players or some bullshit that other shit little football clubs have to do. And uh, we, apparently, we weren't going to pay for success, which is what you need to do in the game. Um, so we've we're, we're back to square one. It seems anyway. I don't know, I've kind of blown my load there without even introducing you two. Sorry, that was very <laughs> egotistical. Spooky and Ricky, how you doing, boys? Good. Did, you, good, not, 
did you agree to do this podcast on the, on the on, with the idea that we were signing Conte, Rick? No, no, not really. Um, it was I was available, and that I did want to talk about Conte, but it it wasn't just to, to kind of come on here and shout and moan and scream about it. Really, or would you have been happy with him? Yeah, mate. Yeah, he was my he was my number one. He was my number one over Poch, and um, I thought Poch coming back now would be uh, slightly too early. I felt that uh, a lot of the players that um, either let him down or, or, or gone through their cycle with him uh, still at the club. So it would be a bit of a honeymoon period for the first few months and, and then possibly it might slide back into the the way things were left. Um, and as well, I, I, I felt that because Levy and Poch have a good relationship that he would promise him, you know, more power when he comes back than over the next few months because Levy knows how he can play Poch and that he's a club man, that he would be able to manipulate him and it'd go back to the way things were, saying, you know, because of COVID, we can't spend money and all this lot. So with Conte, um, he is um, he's a lot, he's a kind of a more uh, loud character. Um, he knows what he wants. Mm-hmm. And yet he's been, um, it's been well documented that he, he spends money to get the players that he needs. So I thought there'd be a, a, a major kind of overhaul with our starting eleven, and it would be someone coming in that didn't really know a lot about the kind of uh, the kind of dynamics of the club, just wanted to get things done on the pitch. So I thought, and and obviously, you know, he's just won the league of Inter. He you know won three leagues of Juve, Chelsea. He is a you know a. a a proper manager not that Poch wasn't a proper manager but you know he, he he's won league titles and cups and and everything so um i yeah i put everything into getting conte really as soon as i heard that he was potentially available he was my number one it wasn't just potentially available we were actually in talks weren't he we were, well, it, we were, it, it looked we were. like we, we were doing everything to get the job done that's what that's what all the noises were coming out um and and then and then it all just fell apart uh, Spook, what, what's your? Because you're generally more philosophical about this, yeah. than most. It, what, what's your it, take it, on it? It's 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 a tricky one, isn't it? Because like the the way I look at uh, the way the way I've looked at things since Mourinho left was we had everything under Pochettino, and everything for me is defined by the connection I had with the club and the players <clears> and the team and other supporters. I think we were all pretty much united, you know, all together, all band of brother type of shit going on mm. at Spurs and then yeah. we kind of that kind of fell apart and we lost it and uh, we've never quite reclaimed any of that again it's not that we didn't have identity before Pochettino we obviously did but it was in in instances it was shambolic in terms of trying to be a proper club and then we were turned into a proper club for two or three years and then we lost it all uh, so then you're in this position where you're thinking, what do we actually need? Like you've got Levy talking about DNA, okay? He's talking about misguided decisions when appointing Mourinho. He can see that he made a mistake. He kind of now that could just be PR bollocks. It could be just his way of trying to apologise to supporters and tr- trying to to lead us on that he is understanding of the the mistakes that he's making. It's a bit worrying that. Your chairman is admitting to being naive about what the culture of the club should be about. So you look at Conte. Now, I'm with Ricky in some ways. When I look at Conte, I'm thinking, I can't really criticise the guy. I mean, you obviously can find faults in, in the style of management, perhaps, or the, the type of setup that he requires. But in terms of what he's capable of doing, you can't argue with his titles. You can't argue with just his... Just the way he's animated on the on the... the, the the side of the pitch in the dugout on in the technical area he he's someone that you know he would instill confidence in you as a supporter rebuilding a team or trying to build towards something the thing where it all, fall, all falls apart is that he does need a particular type of setup and a, a particular type of club and I, I think i was probably naive along with ricky and others thinking that he was somehow be able to fit into tottenham and then so when you look at it from that perspective what is Levy doing? He's trying to appoint someone that isn't suited for the club. Um, and shows... yet we want him. 
we want him to, to come because we think we're so fucking desperate. We're so desperate to feel something, to feel that hope again. We, we, we're also going to ignore the DNA thing and, and, and bring in someone for the short term. And in this instance, that short term isn't really possible. It won't play out because it's like he's a more refined version of what uh, Levy wanted to do with Mourinho, bring in Mourinho for the short term, create and generate momentum and win something. Conte is the same type of manager, but levels above where Mourinho is right now. But it still doesn't fit. Um, so it's 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 a fucking mess. I mean, I'm not saying it's a mess. I mean, I'm not Spurs supporters are losing their shit at the minute. Uh, I was so embarrassed. I've never been so embarrassed. <laughs> Mate, it's not. It's their embarrassment, and 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 I know it, it has an impact on our well-being as Spurs supporters. But it's Levy's mess. It's the board's mess. It, it's obviously just a continuation of what we've had for the last few years. It's the painful rebuild that just will not fucking start, and we just we are where we are now. We're back to <laughs> the painful rebuild that will just will not start. <laughs> it won't though. We haven't. We haven't looked at. It's just. The next person in just inherits the mess that's been inherited from the mess left over when Poch left, and it's all kind of self-inflicted. It's just what we are at the minute. We we're a, t- a club that doesn't quite know what they're meant to do, you know. And you've got Levy reacting because the supporters are reacting to to everything, and he's not. He thinks he's making the right decision, but he's not. He's, he's not really making the right decision. He's not thinking right. What 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 should I do here? Let's reclaim a bit of culture and identity, if, even if it takes two or three seasons. And that would suit Levy as well. If he's not willing to fucking spend money, then do the painful rebuild. Build up to something from within. He wants, it so. seems like he wants to do... He wants everything, but without spending money and without speculating. And that has been something that's been levied at Levy for, for years. Like, for, for, you know, for donkey's years. And there's always been an excuse. I've made excuses for him over and over again. There's the stadium... The the, the 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 training ground, COVID, extended costs of, of building the stadium, and and like you can you can make excuses for them. You, you understand why we haven't spent any money, or, or, or we've been reserved in our spending because you had all of these, and then this gives us a foundation to what we're going to do in the future. But it's like why if that is the case, and you know that you can't spend the money, then like you said, Spook, why go why why go for Conte? Why even bring him into our psyche? If we would have never mentioned him, no one would have ever said, no Spurs fan would have ever said, go on, go and get Conte. But some might have, but it, it was just like, well, he's ex-Chelsea, he's just left the Milan, they've just won the league, it's a difficult situation. No one would have batted an eyelid if we'd never even talked about Conte. So we go to him, clearly, seemingly knowing, well, seemingly knowing that we wouldn't have the money to back him to, to, to achieve success in the short term, whatever that means in the medium term, to the stability of... of of our of our future successes, or the the idea about you know building slowly so that a more sustained success might be achievable in the future. The only thing we do know is throwing money at football means you you're much more likely to get results. That's the only fact. That's the only fact. That's the only thing you can ha- absolutely pin your pin your hat on is um is is the fact that if you throw money at football, then good things happen because that's the game now. For us to build this project, it means forgiving the idea that winning something isn't necessarily the be-all and an end-all. And like you say, I'm okay with that. If that's the case, if it's Pochettino feeling like we did back then, if we can somehow gauge or or or, or, or recapture that feeling, then I'd, I'd take it. And then, you know, if we win a pot on that journey, then fantastic. And, and, you know, that would be the best way to go. But you're not doing that. You're having conversations with Conte. You know, Poch was there. If you I wanted think... Poch to start this, then you should... The, the, he will have a release clause. You can activate that. You can't... Like, there was this thing coming out that, that Poch saying that, uh, oh, um, Poch would have been able to come to Spurs if he'd have made more of a, a stink, if he would have made more of a, an effort to leave. Like, if he would have made him... You're asking him to make his position untenable because you don't want to do the respectful thing and pay whatever fee PSG should demand of him. And, and 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 I bet you I bet bet Daniel Levy when he's selling Kane will want every penny from that deal, but you want to get everything from, you know, it, it's, it, what's the plan? What are you trying to do? And then activate it. But currently it's just like oh fuck, Conte's available. Let's try and get him in. But let's like let's get him in. But 
make him do stuff that he's not known for doing or, or that he's not comfortable doing. And we're not going to give you any money. We want you to do all, or everything you've achieved at the previous clubs, but here's half the money to do it. We want to be a big club, and Daniel Levy thinks like a big club manager without uh, a big club chairman, without behaving like one. That's the problem. Uh, for me, I think um, when you've got when like the managers being banded around of Ten Hag, uh, Potter, uh, Martinez, whoever it might have been, and then Conte becomes available with with a manager of that caliber. Um, I think he's kind of ignored what he'd said in his in, in his PR, you know, going back to way, to playing the Tottenham way in DNA and all, and all that lot. So if there was a possibility of getting someone like Conte that ha- has had that, um, you know, uh, recent success, then you've just, you've just got to go for it. And they know it's going to be short term. And within that short term, you're probably thinking, right, we'll get two seasons out of him, possibly three, and Poch would be done with PSG by then. Um, and then he comes back and does this, painful rebuild or, or whatever i i don't know what it is but um so i think they you know they've gone they've gone to go for for conte and um from what you kind of read between the lines and and everything that that i'm reading that personal terms and everything was pretty much agreed um but it's it's the kind of the the, the two sticking points was um how much money he'll get to invest in the squad and um, that he doesn't particularly want to rely on or play blood youth players. So I think I'm still there's still a little bit of me that is, that is hopeful that it can still be pulled off. There's the part that you know everyone's um, everyone in the press is now saying talks of cool, talks of stalled, blah blah blah. Um, and then I've seen as well that people say that Conte when he is going to be um, announced as a manager, he always does throw a spanner in the works. Maybe it's a power play. Maybe it's uh, uh, just to see how much uh, they want to be, uh, you know, the project that they're proposing, how really into it are they? Are they just saying it just to get me there? Um, So when he does say, oh, I need, actually, you've promised me 100 million, I want 180 million, and youth players don't really don't really care about them. I, I want to buy the players and, and know that I've got trusted players. That you know the goalposts have slightly moved, and I'm just hoping that with um, the kind of the press that they're getting and a lot of the fans' outrage and stuff like that on social, uh, and the the feeling that Levy will just be like, "Fuck it, just 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 do it, just get just get this over the line, give him the money that he wants." And, um, you know, take a hit on the youth, Wh- whatever it might be, whatever these stumbling blocks might be, that he'll just be like, fuck it. Like, we- we've got no other choice now. We're, we're in this too deep. Let- let's just go for it. Because who else at the moment are we are we going to get in? Like, if we're talking about um, this this rebuild and that we'll be investing in the manager and, and they're going to have to change our style of play, there's going to have to be a lot going down on this. Um, what manager is gonna is gonna do that for us? That's available at the moment. There's, I don't I'm not, know. I'm, I, I, you know what you said, Rick, about you know like the, you're still there's a little sort of glimmer of hope that you, this might still turn around in their favour. That isn't beyond the realms of um, reality. You know, people that this stuff happens all the time, and it could yeah. be like you say a ploy from uh, from from Conte to get what he needs in order to take the job. And right now, I'd be over the moon if that was the case. It just feels like though if the reasons are about money, that that will always be the be-all and end-all with Daniel Levy. And, you know, the, it's, they, they gave up a lot when Poch was sacked and we went for Jose Mourinho and that mindset, that shift in mindset at the club was quite damaging in the when you look back at it now. And we knew we'd kind of given up on the project and we were like, right, instant, instant success. Jose Mourinho is available. He always delivers. And we gave up on that sort of identity. And Conte is a further testament to that, isn't it? We're still on this path. And maybe going back to someone like Potter, I know it's not exciting. And, and I was happy with Potter towards the end of the season. I was thinking, do you know what, Graham Potter, they play good football. Probably could get, get something out of Spurs and it'd be fun on the way and it'd be attractive to watch. But then when you've you've got something else offered, like a, sh- a shinier car, you know, a faster car, you kind of the, the the other car doesn't look as as attractive anymore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
It's, it's, I think that the problem is uh, mentality, isn't it? It's like, like perhaps the whole project thing, even though I was speaking about it earlier, uh, you know, when I started trying to work things out in my head, maybe that type of, that kind of, that type of stance is detrimental to what we have to do because of what, what you said, Flav, that you have to throw money at this shit and you have to, you, you you have to have this kind of ruthless cutthroat approach to, to football. Otherwise, you're going to be left behind because every club that's above us is there because of money. And you're competing with, with clubs that have world-class players on the bench. So in order to in order to actually compete with these players or with these teams, you have to rely on them having a bit of a dip in form as well, which I think happened under Pochettino. Uh, but you also, And that kind of then amplifies the momentum that you generate. And and, and and as much as Conte probably goes against DNA and goes against the philosophy of the club and whatever else and identity and culture, he is the type of person that would shake things up. Mm. Uh, much like Mourinho could have, because what Mourinho was meant to do was win us a trophy and then we, we would have got that monkey off our back and it would have been, we've won something now. We know what it feels like to win something. The club knows what it, what it feels like to win something. And then they can build off the back of that. Um, it is messy because I don't think he's a, it's as black and white as, as people seem to align themselves to in terms of one opinion versus the other. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a, a middle ground. There is an in-between. You know, it's ideally long-term, you build a culture at the club where the manager it has to be the right fit for what you're doing. Now, Chelsea have got that fit where they just bring in people like Conte that can instantly win things, but that's because of that's because of the money they've had and, and invested. We're not in that position, so so we always have to look towards academy, and we always have to look towards those players that aren't quite elite. You know, the the the, the wages that we pay are slightly different to the wages City and Chelsea and Liverpool and one or two others pay United. So we are catching up, and it's it we've been waiting for us to kind of take that next step for so long. And and often I say you've got to lead with football, but in order to lead with football, you have to lead. With, you do have to lead with money. And I know I probably sound or feel hypocritical as well because I'm thinking, well, hold on a minute, Spook. You're going against what you you want. You're you're saying you want the blueprint. You want Tottenham to play a certain way, culture, identity, and whatever else. But that ain't going to get us anywhere. Um, whereas maybe someone like Conte might jump start what we need you know <clears throat> yeah to be able to get somewhere it's it, it, it's mate it's not easy and i know it's football football's meant to be this simplistic thing kick a ball about score win that's it but i just, want to, I just wanted a break from it to be honest that's all i wanted <laughs> i didn't really want i didn't expect the magic to happen over the summer i just wanted to stop thinking about it for a bit yeah i turned the fucking radio on last night as i drove to the shop and what were they talking about harry kane Will he stay? Will he go? Like this, the conversation was happening. This was happening three or four weeks ago. He's about to go to Europe, regardless of what is going to happen with Harry Kane. It's not going to happen while he's playing for England in the European Championship. So, um, you know, and, and I turn it on. It's just there again, like Harry Kane, and then Conte. And you're like, well, that's hopeful. And then it all falls apart. And you're like, fuck. I just want a break from it. Not fucking. I don't want miracles to happen. I don't want. I don't. I don't think Daniel Levy's going to suddenly going to turn into Roman Abramovich and everything will be right at Tottenham. It won't be that, but I just wanted... I didn't, you know, it's nonsense. Just fucking Spurs I think, to I be, think just, not be... Just quickly sh- as well, I think the media and, and the way we, we kind of digest um, what they what they share, I, I think that's distorted things a lot because dur- during this whole last week, it feels like the negotiations have been taking place in the fucking theatre. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, 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 all the journals are there with popcorn, like watching and writing notes down because they all seem to know everything, every little detail about uh, about what's going on. And I think a lot of the stuff is amplified and exaggerated and and there is a lot of shit because we nearly signed him, we were about to announce him and then the, oh, the deal's on hold and then it's back and it's happening. And no one really knows what's going on. What, um... And yeah, I, I know I know journos, some are in the know. I know the club also leaks information to, to build up a bit of hype and anticipation. But um, I think a lot of the time we just... Pinch of salt, you know. What did you of, What did you make of Alistair, Alistair Gold's video last night? Because it's yeah, weird. I mean, it feels like he's, an, and it's a good thing, but he feels like he's emotionally involved 
oh, massively. He's clearly yeah, a Spurs yeah. fan. But yeah. as, as a reporter, do we want his emotion? Like, how, how do we no. know how much of what we're reading in his articles is because of what he wants rather than I what he knows? It's... This is this is a quirky thing, right? From from my perspective, I don't know why it irritates me so much. But it's, it's this 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 thing about I'm so embarrassed to be a Tottenham supporter. It's a fucking shit. Okay, mate. It's you know people saying I'm I'm done with it. I'm never I'm, I don't care anymore. I'm, I'm done with football. I'm like, mate, we've had worse times. Just this is like, I know it's, it's frustrating. I mean, it's because not, it is frustrating. We have yeah. It's There's not, nothing in it's comparison not that level. Exactly. And so when you've got a journalist reacting like that and he and you know he's tweeting uh don't mind the bloke as well no no he's uh, great just tweeting... just quickly sorry speak because i just became aware to me that not everyone would have seen it so what it is is, is oh, alistair, okay. yeah alistair gold he um he 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 does videos as long as he's fantastic reporting and he, he, he genuinely i think he gets everything spot on and he's a fantastic resource for spurs fans to have um but he posted a video by his own admission last night when he was quite tired he's on holiday and he was tired, but he felt like he had to react to this. And it was quite emotional. It wasn't necessarily news, although there was definitely news in it. But it felt like a lot of opinion and emotion as well. And, you know, like I said, if as a as a journalist, it's not always best to try and put to get to allow that to unless you're writing columns and whatnot but in this instance where you're giving you're taking information based on your sources and you're perpetuating it to to not let your opinion or emotion seep into that is quite quite important well it's not important it's fucking football it means nothing but do you know what i mean in generally yeah, in terms it, of journalism i think it fed into how everyone was feeling on on twitter for example yeah and and I think that that's the probably the reason why he led with certain words about it being a mess and whatever else. And he's not lying, um, but I, but at the same time, I think the last year or so, the football, the European Super League, the protests. I think it's a build up of all that. I think normally we wouldn't have had this much coverage. I mean, I've never known um, negotiations between chairman and manager to be this exposed in terms of narrative in terms of information mm. do you know what i mean it feels like we have been a part of it as well sat in that theater watching it play out and and usually it's just oh we're interested in someone there's talks going on and then it's announced or, or it just disappears um I, I i think it's just pantomime now you know uh, levy's obviously the director of this particular show but um yeah, I, th I think it was unnecessary. Maybe, you know, the guy's on holiday, isn't it? And yeah. I was about to say that I feel for him because uh, I've seen that he is uh, on holiday and all year he's been reporting on Spurs, the ups and downs and this, that and the other. And he gets his first bit of annual leave to spend with his family and put his feet up, enjoy the sun <laughs> and all that lot. And now, like, all this is coming about. So if we're, we're you know, so he's had to kind of down tools, t tell his family, like, Daddy's just got to go off on his laptop for a few hours, and his, you know, missus probably rolling her eyes and and all that lot. And you're like, oh fuck's sake, man, this is breaking news. I've got to do it. Blah blah blah. Puts it all out, and then at the eleventh hour, not happening. All that work that you've invested in writing and putting out, and it's come undone. So Could I, you imagine, I um, imagine the conversation, would... Rick, with, yeah. with, with <laughs> dinner, and he's like, she's he's looking at his phone, and his wife's like, will you put? Will you put your phone down? You're supposed to be on holiday. You've been doing this all year. Will you just put your phone down? And he's like, <laughs> knowing full well she's not going to understand. She's not going to. She's not appreciate the gravity of, of of this situation currently and why he's best placed to to, to, to comment and give this news about this, right? And he's, he's going. You go. Yeah, he's uh, he's been ordered to put uh, his phone in the special drawer. Yeah, where you're not allowed to get uh, for, for these certain times, and they're eating the dinner, and all you can hear is the vibration of the phone on the side <laughs> where everything's <laughs> popping off. She's just like looking at him, and they're trying to talk about like nice stuff, but it's just like, <laughs> and it's like, fuck sake, man, fuck, 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 fuck you, Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's going, don't, don't. Just don't ignore it. ignore it and they can't get on with a lovely meal because because this is just do not answer that if you answer that phone no tits later no tits for you at all we all know how much you love these nothing for you ali if you go to that phone oh, i'm not interested in the phone i told you i'm not interested in the phone can we just eat a fucking spaghetti bolognese yes good <laughs> 
<laughs> man, it was, um, and he's going, oh, God, fuck, all right, all right, all right. She lets him go, go on in five minutes. He goes, got to do a video. Got to do a video. <laughs> Poor mate. I, I mean, as, 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 and he clearly is a fan. He feels a lot about the club. If he, like, it must be emotionally draining to just to do this as well. Uh, um, does this impact how, how, how negatively does this impact, do you think, Rick, um, Levy's position at Tottenham and Enoch? And obviously he's not going anywhere because he owns the club or loans a large part and Joe Louis owns the other one. But well, I think, not... I think all of this will come out, won't it? Like, um, well, if Conte doesn't come off, uh, will Conte come out and say uh, why he didn't sign for Tottenham? Will uh, Levy come out and say why Conte didn't sign for Tottenham? Definitely. But won't. then, it's how how do they then um, get the kind of positive spin on this? Who are they going to employ? Where be like, oh, I didn't get Conte, but we've got. Oh, we didn't get Conte, but we've got this transfer under the, you know, you know, under the belt, and um, so it's what, what, what can they do to for for that's a good damage question. control, really? What, what can I they just, do <laughs> at the moment? Um, when you've got someone the caliber of Conte, uh, where everything apparently personal terms were agreed, but then also you've got um, you've got this little sprinkling of um dog shit on the cake we'll say and that sprinkling of dog shit that everyone has got in their mouth and it's all between their teeth and they're like coughing because it's in the back of their throat now is that everybody has just renewed their season ticket because they thought Conte was signing Um, and they thought we were actually going to do something and we were going places and stuff so everyone is now you know kicking off and and rightfully so that they've been sold a dud that the kind of uh, media spin from Tottenham has been right go to these media outlets really push out that you know Conte's all but signs crossing the t's dotting the i's formalities um how far along were we in that process really and was it just to get us to renew our season tickets I renewed my season ticket I will admit I didn't renew it because of Conte. I renewed it because the club have me over a barrel and have done for many, many years. <laughs> and if they employed a fucking parrot as our coach, <laughs> I would still say, yeah, here's my season ticket money. I want to see my mates. I want to see my dad. I want to go it. for beers. I want to cheer my team. I want to feel those fucking amazing giddy highs and those horrible lows. Um, I want it all, and I've been away for so long that I, I would have paid my money, and they fucking know that. So, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Yeah, I mean, it's too much to turn down, even though it's the most expensive ticket in Europe. It's still too Lovely. much. It's too, too much to turn down. And the thing is, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with holding people accountable, but the frustration part of this is, there's nothing you can do. Like, you can, you can. Uh, and you should campaign, you should protest about anything you feel aggrieved about. But fundamentally, as we've said so many times, and as everyone's acutely aware, is we're not members of this club. None of us are. We don't own any part of it. We don't have any say. We have no control over how what happens at our club, and, but it controls us completely. And that's an incredibly frustrating position to be in. Because no matter how toxic the scenario, you know how... Um, how, how how toxic we make White Hart Lane when we go back, if that's what people intend to do, booing, whatever it m- might be. Daniel Levy knows that. He, hang on a second. Daniel Levy knows that that toxic atmosphere goes away with a couple of wins. He knows that he can ride it out, and he knows fundamentally there's nothing lawfully, legally, or otherwise anyone can do to remove him from the club. So, um, it, you know, and he's not. When you're talking about a company that is that has built Tottenham up to be worth over a billion pounds, they're not going to be moved by disgruntlement, a disgruntled fan base. It's just not. It isn't in the realms of reality. So it's about what do we do? Do we eat shit for a bit and hope things get better? Because that's the only option we can do. And that seems to be the only way. It's the same with all of these processes. Look at how many thousands of Arsenal fans came out. That bloke fell off. They broke his leg or whatever it was. People going mental over there. I've never seen Arsenal fans as active, ever. And nothing, 
not a single thing has changed and it never will unless these club owners want to leave and and you're dealing with people that are dealing with situations and, and, and scenarios that are so much more complex and, and risky than a few Spurs fans being angry and, I, and and then I get why you should be and I am as well I'm so feel so fucking sick of it dejected like bored actually is it is bored that I can't just can't just let's just enjoy the football bit let's just do the football bit rather than there's all these always these continuous subtext towards why Spurs aren't um doing what we all hoped that they would do or maybe I'm just spending way, way too much time on Twitter and should just forget about it and just look forward to being back in the stadium again and being with your mates I think that's a part think- of the problem yeah, that I, I think that definitely is. I, I think for most people, I think they they miss that kind of because your only interactions online, and, then, isn't it? It's just it's yeah, it, it, it's exactly. It's all it's all just it's all just this kind of melting pot, isn't it? Right now, and and, and no one knows. If there's no release. You want the release that you get when you are with your mates and you are going to the football, and and and, and it is about the football then because you're actually there. You know, it's not you're not sat indoors on your sofa. But I think the fundamental problem with with Levy is I don't think he really gives a fuck no. about what uh, we think. Um, of course not. And because he knows exactly what, you know, kind of to echo what Ricky said, he knows that emotionally people, you know, this is something that's part of our life. I know it's an escapism, but it's more than that because life kind of made up of distractions because you'd go mad if you didn't have any you know whether it's music drugs whatever football's a big part and it's a big part because it binds us together you know like i I know you guys because of football do you know what i mean like most friendships uh are are kind of built around around following spurs and, and and the rest of it so he knows he's got us he's got everybody whether you go to games or not you you're thinking about spurs all the time um so the fact that he has that over us means that he can pretty much not I'm not saying he's pretending to make things right, but deep down the guy is a control freak. I mean the guy is an absolute control freak. And this isn't just some kind of cliched Daniel Levy diss. It's just that you know, in terms of negotiations, in terms of his attitude towards certain things, he will do everything in his power to make Tottenham more uh, kind of commercial and in terms of brand and stature he's got all that right but on the football side of it he's misguided even if he thinks he's doing the right thing um he quite obviously isn't you know and i don't know this appointment this alleged appointment of a director of football sporting director we've had these before you know with arneson and, and and the rest of them you know what does that mean is this someone to come in to to take the pressure off levy or is it someone to come in so that Levy can point his finger and blame someone for when we signed another another Lamella or Soldado or whatever? Do you know what I mean? It's you don't quite know. You just don't. You, it's, there's no way of knowing what what he's aiming for, you know. And even though we're talking about Conte not being the right fit, but at the same time, possibly being the right person at this moment in time to come in and do something with Spurs, the fact that we don't even know. I kind of it kind of defines how fucked up things are at the minute. I mean, what is football about? Is it just about throwing money, you know, or is it more than that? Is it about the old the old traditional thing about belonging and feeling attached to the football and the players and the rest of it? What I don't know, man. I think we've all gone a bit fucking crazy in the last year or two. <laughs> yeah, Let's go crack- back to the. I was so gone, mate. No, no, crack, crack, crack them. No, I was going to say, I, like going back to the the season ticket thing. Um, like in the in this how we've kind of consumed football at the moment with covid we've all become so uh detached from it from not going to the games and fans not being there and stuff like that and our behavior of how we watch and consume football has completely changed like whether it's been there's more football on sky uh there's different games on different days which you w- wouldn't normally see uh bt uh people with dodgy streams and stuff like that and so a lot of people i mean it's it's only from what i was seeing what i was reading a lot of people 
were massively on the fence uh, when they were going to renew. Well, I wouldn't say like, on the like really on the fence. Like, do you, do you know that iconic image of the New York skyscraper and those workers are on that beam in the yeah, middle yeah, of yeah. the sky <laughs> and look at their sandwiches? That's where we were. That's where that's where our fans were. That's how much on the fence they were. They I don't were, know. Like, I, I don't know how. Gone. Well, I, I think the perception might have been that there were lots of people on the fence, but I reckon loads of people just renewed without even thinking. What really about the about the the manager appointment? Do you mean about renewing? Yeah, about about renewing. They're, they're like they're really on the fence, and then all this and then all this broke about contract, and everyone's like, "Do you know what? That is that pretty is good, good news. news. That's <laughs> enough. That's enough to tip me." Um, to yeah, I'll I'll redo it again, and I won't won't bother with the well, streams did, and all that lot anymore. I know so you mentioned you was going to do it already, but would that did that? Do you think that impacted people? They thought, all right, fuck it, or were they always uh, going to? Because I know that's been lev- that's been thrown uh, uh, at them. Yeah, I was always going to, but from what I was reading and what I was seeing, um, people were swayed by the the managerial choice because it was a show of uh, intent and ambition, and that something that we have been lacking and it's what some, it's what what a lot of people wanted we what you know we want to win trophies and what you've already said previously is you know spend uh, uh, spending money to to potentially get back into the top four to get the fa cup to get the managers that do this and i think that's what people were buying into one more one more go of the season ticket one more fuck it gone then you got conte you've got me let's go um and that hasn't happened. So yeah, it might be a small part, might be a big part, but I just if, think I don't know, man. It's, it it just feels a bit slippery to me. If you if you um if you bought a season ticket, can you do you have like twenty one days to change your mind? Because often major purchases, you can you can change your mind. I know a lot of people are saying that it was a it was a ploy to get people to renew, but I wonder if there was a process where if you've made a payment and something's happened in your life and shit, I can't afford to do this no more. That you can get that. You can you can reject re- return that back. So if anyone's out there who feels like they've been duped into buying a season ticket, and I don't think there's that many, I wouldn't. I'd be amazed if 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 people just just suddenly thought, all right, I will give Spurs twelve hundred pound or whatever it might be because Conte may sign. Um, but if there is anyone out there, I'm pretty sure you'll be able to get your money back and and give up the ticket if you wanted to. I know that's not the point, but. You might look into it just in case if you feel like you have been duped. What about before we uh, finish here? What about this uh, uh, Paratici? Um, he's coming anyway, apparently. Originally, it was Conte's coming, so this guy's going to come. Now he's coming in spite of Conte, which makes me think a little bit that if we are going to sell Kane, we need someone in there to broker all the deals and whatnot to, to to bring the players in. It's probably too much for Daniel Levy to do on his own, or he's incapable of doing it. Um or maybe this is just the start of something new and he's going to be there to bring in players that um, that we need to become a better football club on the pitch. Um, this well, is the manager. Apparently he's going to be involved now in, in targeting a, a, a new coach or manager to bring in. So I don't, again, this so, is you imagine if you went, what the media is saying. But... Daniel Levy went, Fabio, um, have you heard of Eddie Howe? And Fabio's like, what? <laughs> What's an Eddie Howe? Um, don't matter. Doesn't matter. Graham Potter. <laughs> Have you heard of a Graham Potter? What are you saying? To, what are these words you're saying to me? No, I've never heard of Graham Potter. What we because this is a guy. This isn't a guy who finds untapped gems. You know what I mean? You know, this is a guy who signed Ronaldo, Delict, uh, Cancelo. I think the guy who now plays or Cancelo who plays for Manchester City. Um, he signed Dybala as well, but all for like significant amounts of money. These are not like it's not like. Arsenal buying Patrick Vieira for three point five million and him becoming the best midfielder in the world. Um, I don't know enough about this geezer, if I'm honest. Nor do um, I. To be honest, I don't even know enough. I wanted, yeah. I wanted the director of football, uh, sporting director, whatever it might be. Uh, I wanted that to come in because I just think a, a layer between the manager and Levy is uh, is necessary. Yeah, and, especially uh, if that le- current layer is Steve Hitchin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I just think as well that um, if it is, if it is kind of like Levy to say to, uh, to new man, um, here's this pot of money. Um, you can spend it however you want, but you're not getting any more than that. And then 
him and the manager decide on which players they want. Um, and it's not Levy kind of brokering the deal and uh, and trying to go and trying to renege on stuff. And mm. if they want to spend eighty million on a goalkeeper or something like that, and that's what they feel is the missing key, uh, missing ingredient, uh, then let them do it. But um, yeah, like you were saying, this guy has found um, a lot of players, but they are they're generally players that um, are already established. What um, I would say, though, if, he's a, if he has a track record of doing that, Rick, that that, that is a skill in itself, getting, getting big-name players signed by exactly. a football club is different. Yeah, 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 completely. All right, sorry, mate, I thought I jumped on you. You was just ending your point there. Um, do you think Steve Hitchens, part of his job is when Daniel Levy's in the office to just sit cross-legged by his side so that Daniel Levy can just rest his Starbucks on his head? <laughs> yeah, you know, like in in James Bond, the villain has a cat. Steve Hitchens just laying on Levy's lap like a cat. Yeah, just stroking his really round, circular head. <laughs> good boy, Steve. Good boy. Done, done any signs today? No, I haven't, Daniel. Good boy. Good boy. <laughs> Made any uh, inquiries about potential players coming to Spurs? Yes, one. What division was in? League two. Good boy. Good boy. Um. <laughs> Imagine now, right? I'm just going to throw something out there. Everton signed Conte. What? Imagine that meltdown. Because that's something yeah. I can see. Everton I mean, ready to throw money at fucking shit. Imagine th- that th- happened. Th- that, that's something that I have thought about. Not Everton and Conte, but um, imagine Everton just go like, right, okay. We could be like Tottenham, and we could be reaching to get these uh, to get these managers that are already in jobs, and um, they're kind of they're slightly out of our reach and stuff like that. Everton just go right. We're just going to go straight to Potter because we know he's got this, that, and the other, and they put the money down and they bring Potter in straight away. And that's kind of I get the feeling Potter's on our list, but he's like lower down on the list. And then if Potter goes to Everton. Conte's not there. Ten Hag's like, well, you've been caught in all these other managers. Uh, I'll stick with Ajax and stay in the Champions League, thanks. Who, like, who the fucking hell is going to come manage us? Honestly, I just, I, I, and as well, like, like I was saying, like, um, damage control. Who, who's going to be a big enough name for to, to appease the fans? What and manager would? What? There's only one right now. There's two. There's Pochettino, and there's, uh, there's, um. Ten Hag. Yeah. That seems to be the and only that's... two now. Well, I like... <laughs> would, would either we're, of those... We're screwed, mate. Screwed. <laughs> would, would either of those uh, tickle your fancy? I mean, I don't think Pochettino is going to happen now, but Ten Hag is the only one... I mean, would he... Would he... Like, it seems a bit undignified. Yeah. Doesn't it? Like now for him to go, yeah, I'm still, oh, what am I, sixth, was that sixth choice? Yeah, I think it might be sixth, sixth seventh, sorry, seventh choice. Yeah, I'm happy to come to you. I'll give up my, my, my job at Ajax. I think it's because so much of this is probably not, not uncommon, this this process, but because, as Spooky said, so much of it's been played out. You know, there's so much media interest and so much reporting that Spurs can't go about their business in the way they want to. And the, the reality is, as we found out when, you know, Martin Yole, conversations with clubs and managers happen all the time. Martin Yole had a conversation with Newcastle while still at Spurs. And it only came out later, but because there wasn't the goldfish bowl that we currently find ourselves in, clubs can kind of act in a much more clandestine way. Whereas now, every action and every story that comes out is reacted as if it's it's truth. Like I, I, I did a stupid thing last night and I went on I went on my Twitter account and tweeted. I basically was getting... I was, I'd had a drink and I was like... There was people just like people tweeting like they they were in the boardroom like they know everything, and it's just like this is you don't know what you're talking about. You're talking as if you know what you're talking about, and people are reading it going, "This guy must know what he's talking about." But none of us know what we're talking about. So all there's just is this misinformation, or there is an intentional misdirection, or worse than that, those two things, and it's much worse. It's frustration. You're just reading people's frustration. So I decided to react and stupid. It was just like, as soon as I did it, I was like, that was fucking stupid. <laughs> I'm like, I know the rules. I know how it works. I know you don't engage. You don't even do it. You don't do it. And I did it. 
It's just stupid. And, you know, it caused other people to have a go at this bloke, which is, you know, not something I wanted to do. Anyway, I, I, I was in myself frustrated with it all. And it's all I think just... frustrated, mate. Yeah. It's all just thing. Anyway, we'll see what happens. Anything to add, boys? No. No, oh, mate, I'm done. On to it's... the next week, isn't it? Yeah, so we'll probably, pr- probably have something <laughs> else to talk We'll definitely have something else to talk about next week. Um... But it could it be Conte? Could it be Tanhao? Could it be Pochettino? Or just make the decision. Let's just fucking get on with it, whatever it is. All right, boys. Yeah, it's yeah. been the Fighting Cop Podcast. We'll speak to you all soon. Bye. 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 Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Network.